Bettina from Bettina's Kitchen. I'm a plant-based chef and cookbook author. And I'm Nikki from Rebel Recipes, a plant-based food blogger and cookbook author. And this is our brand new podcast, What the Focaccia, kindly brought to you by the organic retailer Abel & Cole, who are all about being sustainably minded. And you can find out lots more on their website, abelandcole.co.uk, and they have kindly offered you, our podcast listeners, a brilliant offer which is £10 of your first three shops, over £30. All the T's and C's are on their website as well, abelandcole.co.uk. And this is the start of our new podcast. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be sharing our thoughts on food with some fantastic guests. But firstly, I think that maybe we should introduce it ourselves. So I'm Bettina from Bettina's Kitchen. I'm a chef, a cookbook author. I do workshops. I run a chef's academy where I teach people how to become retreat chefs. And yeah, I do lots of lots of different things. And my name's Nikki from Rebel Recipes. And I also have many hats. I'm a cookbook author, food blogger, food consultant, work with lots of brands, do workshops, sometimes also cook on retreats, many, many things as well. So the reason we've decided to do this podcast is because we want to bring some lightness into the foodie world. We think it's a little bit too serious, don't we? Well, I think it can be serious. Um, Yeah. And uh, it's just about injecting a bit of humour and fun and sort of not taking things too seriously. Especially within sort of the vegan plant-based uh, sphere which has become very much about clean eating and we're very passionate about what we do but we also think that good food good produce and talking about the other areas that are not really talked about in terms of sustainability how you source your food where you source your food from yeah, but it's all part of a, a really big picture isn't it so you can sort of talk about certain aspects of it we also wanted to open the conversation up to talk about all of those areas but again in quite a sort of hopefully quite a fun way yes exactly Uh, we are going to have some very very interesting guests with quite some interesting views on uh, different aspects of food when it comes to science-based knowledge when it comes to holistic based knowledge yeah or just from a purely food and the love of food so from a chef's perspective yeah so i get asked quite frequently um, about, you know, my background and how it all started and why I'm into sort of plant-based eating and vegan food and how all that started. And differently from some people, I think, because some people maybe had like a, a huge sort of vegan epiphany or something. But for me, it was just feels really natural because even from a really sort of tiny child, I was completely rejecting um, meat and I thought it tasted disgusting and I didn't like the texture. So my poor mum was absolutely despairing because I was incredibly picky and was just, well, wouldn't eat very much, but I particularly would not eat meat and red meat. And then I also developed a, a dairy intolerance about seven. So I was sort of really, yeah, probably quite annoying for my mum because I wouldn't really eat very much. But um, what happened was, and I don't really know the process between me being sort of super fussy and annoying to actually deciding that I was going to get into the kitchen. But when I was about sort of 12 or 13, I just thought, right, okay, I'm going to start experimenting. And I just discovered things like curry paste uh, randomly. And I thought, "Mm, yum. Yeah, well, I think it's delicious. (laughs) But then I just started adding it to everything. And suddenly the whole world of food opened up to me. I could add spices. Everything was much more interesting. And I started cooking for myself and my mum actually gave me a f- part of the food budget. So there was like a weekly budget and she said, OK, well, Nikki, you can have, I don't know. How old were you then? About 12 or 13. Oh, fantastic. And, and she said, um, OK, well, you know, cook for yourself, basically. So, um, yeah, she gave me a mon- part of the money and then I just chose things I liked, which was basically sort of vegetables and pulses. I'm just, you know, I'm just all about the 
pulses, basically. So, but from <laughs> so knowing your background, yeah. you didn't go into the food. Well, you went into the food industry, but in a different way, didn't you? I did. So basically, I went to sixth form and then I went to uni and I studied um, sociology and criminal justice at um, <laughs> criminology <laughs> at didn't uni. Know that I did. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really. Uh, it's really. In- it's really interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's just because I find it really interesting, mm. and then I left uni and I just needed a job, basically. So I went and had loads of interviews everywhere and actually worked at a bar first for a while right and then I got a job as a graduate trainee at a breakfast cereal company and then I did all sorts of things but basically an opening came um opened up in marketing and I thought hmm this actually seems really interesting and mm-hmm. much more interesting than the projects I was doing in the factory floor and stuff so I thought right I, I need to get that job and then suddenly I went into well, obviously very junior level but food marketing I was like oh I absolutely love it and it was it was so much it was just a really nice job and so yeah that's how I started basically so I spent a long time working in in food but in in food marketing not actually cooking not actually cooking and so how long have you been cooking for well I was always cooking at the same time as in getting paid for it getting paid for it well I started my blog but again that was you know after a period of procrastination because I really wanted to and I was sort of you know um, thinking about it for a while so I started my blog five years ago yeah, I think we met each other as you were quitting your job to yeah. go full in. Yeah, but that happened quite quickly, randomly, yeah. um, because I started my channels, my blog and everything like that. And then within, I don't know, maybe 14 months, I just said, right, I'm I'm quitting and I'm just going to go for yeah. it and see what happens. So my story is, is a little bit different. I moved to London two years ago and before that I lived in Spain for 12 years. My my background is in within food and beverage. I studied hotel management and I've always loved and been very passionate about food. I grew up in East Africa, Tanzania for my first 11 years. And then Sweden for my next 10 and my parents were really passionate about food and all our travels encompassed food, basically. We didn't go to museums. (laughs) So I was really interested in food, wanted to do chefing for ages. My parents were like, no, there's no future in that. So the closest thing I could come into the food industry was studying hotel management. So I worked in, in the food industry that way. I was always front of house. And then about seven years ago, I uh, started um, doing health retreats. Um, That was a a very interesting experience. And I met a business partner and thought we can do this so much better. And I found an opportunity to be able to cook and live out my passion. So we did that. And decided. That sounds like it was quite, that sounds quite easy though. It must have been. It was very, very difficult. As in, I mean, starting any business is difficult. Mm. Um, And at the time, we decided for the food to be. Uh, plant-based or aka vegan and gluten-free which was sort of unheard of at that time Um, people were doing lots of juice detoxes and sort of boot camps and we decided that we wanted our clients to eat food (laughs) but um, for the food to be vegan and gluten-free so I had to completely sort of retrain myself and my cooking and started reading lots of recipe books and really got into it and as I was living in Spain, obviously, I would go to farmers markets and get what was available. So all organic seasonal produce and use that as a color palette and sort of fell in love with plant based cooking. And was it, um, was it just you doing the cooking? Or? Yes, it's yeah. just me. No assistance at that mm-hmm. time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, thinking back, uh, I've 
done a lot of odd cooking jobs. Um, so I did that for seven years. Well, I did that for a good three and a half years. Yeah. Then um, left that business and started Bettina's Kitchen which was a blog and started doing more social media, started doing recipe development what for was companies. Your in- what was your intention at the time of starting it? Um, I, we've had this conversation yeah. before. I had a period, when I started that, I decided to say yes to everything. And I said yes to literally everything mm. to well, figure out to where it was going to go. <laughs> um, and I did that for a good sort of one or two years, like a solid year of saying yes to every single thing that I could say yes to, and then quickly figured out what I enjoyed doing, what I didn't enjoy doing. I sort of went away from the retreat stuff and running them and then glided back into that with um, two other business partners. So started running health retreats again and did the cooking and all the sort of running of them while still continuing doing Bettina's Kitchen. And then I got a book deal and wrote Happy Food, which was my first book Mm -hmm. and ran the retreat, started doing workshops, did recipe development, then moved to London two years ago at the launch of my first book. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. And then have sort of delved into the food industry here. And my focus has been vegan and free from and gluten-free foods. It's kind of what I specialize in. And I've, I've found myself in the situation of doing more chefy stuff. Um, what while, do you mean by chefy stuff? I do quite a lot of recipe development mm-hmm. for companies and things like that. Um, and more into sort of restaurants and hotels now. And then I started doing the Retreat Chef Academy. Started that last year, which is fantastic. And that's done really well. So... I'm going to sort of continue with that. And then obviously I've got book two that's out now and you've got your first book, Baby, yes, yes, which yes, I can yes. totally relate to. Yeah, out the same day. Out the same day. Yeah. Mm. So um, we're both what you would classify as vegan chefs yeah. or within the vegan food world. I've had some thoughts about this. I've had some thoughts about the fact that I think that vegan cooking should now be classified as a... style a, of cooking. Yeah, as a style of cooking and as a food genre that yeah. you can specialise in. And you don't have to be vegan to actually eat vegan food, enjoy vegan food or cook vegan food. I think food. that's really interesting. And also, I suppose that's a testament to the development of the plant-based and vegan market, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. How you can actually maybe now say that. For sure. And I think a lot of people, um, what maybe holds them back from actually sort of having anything to do with vegan is like, oh, but I don't want to become a vegan. And my thought is almost you don't have to be a vegan to eat vegan food or to enjoy vegetables. Of course. Uh, It's not sort of... I guess there's parts of it that could be seen as a secret club that you belong to. Yeah. If you are fully enthralled into into the vegan world, but for anyone out there that want wants to dabble into sort of vegan food as a tasty culinary thing, I think that should totally be something that is um, um well, accepted. I, well, I completely agree. And also it's actually even of course, you know, my of course my recipes are vegan, my book's completely vegan. Mm. But I, because I think I suppose there's all the sort of, you know, ethical um um bits and pieces that you typically go along with that. So mm. I think it's a you know an ever evolving area. But again, but because for me it's such a natural way of eating and developing recipes, it's not something that's always, you know, at the forefront of my mind either. It's just something that's completely 
normal and natural. And I and and when I describe my recipe, for example, it's just like, yes, they're vegan, but it's not they're vegan and then their food. They're just delicious recipes that happen to be vegan. Exactly. And I think we both share the sort of the philosophy that the veggies are the hero ingredient on the plate. 100%. Because there are a lot of vegan foods out there that are classified as vegan, but not necessarily sort of um uh, with the with the veggie hero ingredients <laughs> no, i mean there's yeah. other stuff in there well, of course of course and i think there's probably you know a market for all these things but you know my way my preferred way of eating and developing recipes mm. and and food is absolutely about vegetables and real food and whole foods and yeah exactly so i remember when i used to tell my friends or when i started um the retreat business and was basically saying that I was cooking vegan food. Everybody's mm. like, what is that? Are you eating beans and lettuce? <laughs> this was seven years tofu, ago. Tofu, lettuce, and this not was, uh, This was right before the boom of it mm. and people thought I was mad. And lo and behold, seven years down the line, you know, uh, Greg's is doing, I mean, all yeah. the big brands and of all the big are jumping on the vegan yeah. bandwagon. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, lots of thoughts, really. But, um, well, I mean, just to go back to like, the name of my blog, that was basically the sort of reasoning why I called it Rebel Recipes, mm. because I was trying to challenge people's preconceived ideas that vegan food was weird, boring, yeah. not interesting, not delicious. Um, so, yeah, that's what I was trying to do. But, of course, you know, five years ago, as you say, or seven years ago, five years ago, vegan food is not what it is today. No, and people's perceptions not. were completely different. Um, but yeah, now it's. I mean, I, I personally think it's amazing that it is become. It has become more mainstream. Um, however, you know, as we've said lots of times, you know, it, it's a more complex picture because vegan, you know, reducing meat, eating vegan food in no way necessarily means it's going to be healthy. For example, no, I think there's a misconception, and there's almost. In my opinion, uh, if something is vegan and it comes in the form of junk food, it's almost okay to eat it just because it's labelled vegan. And for some people, and it will be. And that infuriates yeah. me but it, <laughs> because it's, it's not healthier. It's still junk food. Of course, but it entirely depends on your perspective. So if mm. you are, you're vegan because you want to, you know, not eat animals or, you know, for environmental reasons, then, but you do want to eat convenience junk-based junk food, that's fine. So we've got somebody like Gizzy Erskine who's created a plant burger that I've tasted actually that tastes really good, but it's all sourced and developed by with British produce that are good for the soil and that is totally sustainable. And we sort of forget with a lot of these products that come out um, on the market that uh, a lot of them don't have that sort of background. Yeah, it's just because she will care about where things come from and doing things sustainably, e eth ethically, ethically yeah, exactly. and sustainably. Yeah, it's so interesting because all of this area is still quite new, isn't it? You yeah, know, it really. It, you know, in the last even I even I mean, yet yeah, two years, but really in the last year, it's just exploded. So I think the whole market sort of just trying to find its feet, isn't it? Definitely, and I think a lot of the well, all of the supermarkets now have a vegan range. All of them, all and of expanding them. all the time, and expanding. And I'm not sure what I think about that. Well, I'm I, a bit torn. Why are you feeling torn about the new supermarket ranges? Because I feel that I'm wondering whether they are 
coming out with these ranges and it comes from a good place or it comes from a money-making place? And obviously the obvious answer to that is I think it's from a money-making <laughs> well i mean money-making space which i mean is, they're, but they're uh, commercial enterprises aren't they they're commercial you know that absolutely and this is why i'm torn because do they care enough about what they put into their food or is it just another branding they can label it vegan and they will sell loads of it without the care the care it takes uh, or the in consideration of where things actually come from. Yeah, so this is obviously just me and you, Bettina, chatting about our views, <laughs> yes. right or wrong, and just sort of in conversation. But, I mean, we're very excited because we're actually going to be bringing in some people that really know what they're talking that about. They know about. Yeah, we're bringing in the experts to chat to us about all of these things, which is so exciting. Yeah, they've all got different views, different perspectives, and we're just going to hopefully start some interesting conversations. Exactly. So if you like the sound of what you're hearing, <laughs> yes. you need to tune in to our podcast, What Was The Catcher? Yeah, and we'll see you next time. And please feel free to tell your friends all about it. Plus, you can follow us on our socials, which are Bettina's Kitchen and Rebel Recipes. Thanks again to April and Cole for making this all possible. They're the organic home delivery grocer who deliver fresh and seasonal organic food straight to the door. And they've kindly offered our listeners a brilliant offer of £10 off your first three shops over £30 when you enter the code PODCAST at the checkout. Check their website ableandcole.co.uk for more details where you'll also find all the T's and C's. Thanks for listening and we'll be back soon.